0: Prepare to have your health questions answered here on Safe, Effective, Natural Solutions with Dr. Todd Binkley, owner of Binkley Healing Center in downtown Ventura. Now, here's Dr. Todd. Good afternoon. I'm Dr. Todd Binkley, board-certified non-force doctor of chiropractic and practitioner of functional medicine. I've got an exciting show for you today. I'm going to be talking about Toxins in your environment that you are probably totally unaware of. Toxins that have real-world effects that cause disease and disability, profound fatigue, underlie most autoimmune conditions, and even cancer. Functional medicine means using standard diagnostic tests to identify earlier signs of stress on all of your organs and tissues early enough that we can give your body what it needs to heal before you become dependent on medication. Well, at this point, I was going to play a clip of Joe Jackson's song Cancer. It goes something like this Everything gives you cancer, everything. Gives you cancer, there's no cure, there's no answer, everything gives you cancer. No, I'm not going to give up my doctoring career to become a singer anytime soon. Sorry to have put you through that. But I love the song because when I speak in front of groups, large and small, about toxins, I usually kind of see, at least initially, people's eyes glaze over because you hear about toxins in the environment they're everywhere but it's just it's a confusing subject what, what where what are these toxins which ones affect me how do you tell even and the good news is there are ways to tell which toxins are affecting you with proper testing kudos to joe jackson for writing that fabulous song maybe i don't know i think it's fantastic and it's you know it's a parody it's a uh, Everyone thinks everything causes cancer. Not everything causes cancer. Some things cause cancer. But it is, uh, in a way, it's important to understand because a lot of things do contribute to the formation of cancer that many people are unaware of. Toxins are out there, and most people have no idea about it unless you test. And if you go to... Your general practitioner, he's or she, is probably never going to test you for toxins of any kind. These are usually urine tests. There are other tests for toxins, but most of them are urine tests. And you have no idea what you've been exposed to and the burden your body is carrying of various toxins unless you do proper testing. You have no idea what burden of toxins your body is carrying right now unless you test. Your body's really smart. Heavy metals, for example, never show up on blood tests. And if you break open a mercury thermometer and drink the contents, that'll show up in your blood tests. If you you know, live in... Uh, One of those horrible places where lead pipes were constantly burdening people with lead, that will show up in your blood tests for a while, but only for a while. When you get exposed to heavy metals like mercury, lead, cadmium, arsenic, uranium, your body will flush most of that stuff out as fast as it can through your kidneys and your colon. What it can't flush out ends up shoved into fat cells to keep it out of circulation. Your body is smart. If it can't figure out how to get rid of this stuff, it knows it's bad. But if it can't figure out how to flush it out because you lack the nutrients or the genetic capacity to flush those things out efficiently or because you've just had a, a too much exposure to it, here's what your body does to get it out of circulation. It shoves those things into fat cells to storage. Now, even if you're skinny, you have fat cells underneath your skin, around your heart, and your abdominal organs. Everyone has the skinniest person in the world has an abundance of fat cells that can store, that can be chock full of these toxins that your body can't figure out how to eliminate. So it just shoves them into fat cells for now to get them out of circulation so they're not constantly irritating your brain and causing your immune system to overreact and attack healthy cells that are perfectly fine. Toxins are something that we're all exposed to and they don't cause any symptoms initially. They only cause symptoms Later, when your body's so overburdened with so many of them, that you come into me or someone like me, and we do the tests, and, and you think, Oh my God, where did I get that? Well, the answer is everyone, we're all exposed to toxins, to chemical toxins, mold toxins, heavy metal toxins. They're unavoidable, unavoidable, and most of us flush as many of them out that we're exposed to as our bodies are capable. So it's true. People are not dropping dead around the country from exposure to environmental toxins, but all of us are constantly exposed to an enormous amount of environmental toxins And if you want to live long and live well, it's a really good idea to get tested and identify your level of body burden and identify a way to facilitate the excretion of what you're carrying right now. That is possible. Every situation is different. But just to give you an idea of what's possible, I had a 30-year-old man who looked totally healthy but came in complaining of dizziness, brain fog, fatigue, runny nose, cough, nausea, soft stools. I'm thinking, does he have an upper respiratory infection? Stomach flu? Some kind of overwhelming stress? And then he tells me, for seven months... I've been waking up every morning and have to sit at the edge of the bed for 20 to 30 minutes and wait till my head stops spinning. It feels like I'm drunk, but I don't drink. I've been to the emergency room five times. Five times I've been to the emergency room. I've been to three ENTs, ear, nose, and throat specialists, who've Examined every part of my sinuses and my ears to figure out why my head is spinning. I've been to a neurologist and a cardiologist. None of them have helped. I go to work and I have half the energy I should have and I constantly feel like I'm about to throw up. This is what he shows up with in my office and I'm thinking there's something wrong with his brain. Maybe his inner ear, his sinuses, his gut. What tests did they run? What kind of work does does this patient do? Well, he tells me that he runs a large family farm, lemon and avocado orchards, and he manages the office staff and field workers. I'm wondering if if he's exposed to chemical fertilizers or pesticides or herbicides or mold. And he says, no, I'm mostly in my office all day, occasionally out in the field in my truck supervising others. He's been to five ER visits. Blood work was negative for infection, liver, cardiovascular disease. The ear, nose, and throat specialist did a sinus CT negative. So his CAT scan for his sinuses was negative. He had his physical exam, blood work clear, no signs of infection. So said the ear, nose, and throat specialist. He went to a neurologist, had a brain MRI done. Physical exam, negative, brain MRI, negative. His neurologist referred him to a psychiatrist. He was really excited about that, to be told. As a 32-year-old, fit, healthy young man by the experts, that it was all in his head and he needed to go to a psychiatrist. He also went to a cardiologist and who found no signs of heart disease. His cholesterol was a little high. Of course, that cardiologist recommended statin drugs like every other doctor does. So he's got dizziness. Fatigue, I'm wondering about a number, a number of things. Is there an inner ear condition? Does he have a brain tumor? Does he have benign paroxysmal positional vertigo? I know that's a mouthful, but it's a, I mention it because you can Google it. A lot of people don't know about it. Benign paroxysmal positional vertigo, vertigo just means occasional dizziness when you turn your head. And you can look it up, and it's the result of ear rocks settling out from your... uh, just salting out into the canals of your inner ear that control your sense of motion or lack of motion or irritation in your motion that cause dizziness. And it's it's a relatively common condition for people who are dizzy. It's easy to diagnose and rule out and treat. He, had, he didn't have that. He did have some tension in the muscles at the base of his skull. I always look at that. And I did some blood work on him. I'm Dr. Todd Binkley, sharing with you safe, effective, natural solutions to almost any health challenge. If you're ready to take the next step and find out what's possible for your situation, email me at drbinkley at binkleyhealingcenter.com. So his physical exam showed that he had no muscle tension at the base of his neck, no ear rocks, no no benign paroxysmal positional vertigo. His blood work showed that he did have some kidney disease, high cholesterol, very low vitamin D, but no signs of infection or dysbiosis in his gut. So I thought perhaps his uh, carotid arteries could be throwing off some Tiny clots, this can happen. Tiny clots can be forming in your carotid arteries that throw off and clog tiny little arteries in your brain that can cause minor stroke-like symptoms that go undiagnosed until they become major. So I ordered a carotid artery study, a Doppler ultrasound, and it came back totally negative. That was fine. So he still has unexplained fatigue I ordered some adrenal hormone tests, some salivary adrenal hormone tests. And he had mild to moderate adrenal dysfunction. So now we've got some traction. He definitely needs some support. He's got stress on his adrenals. And if we address that, it's definitely going to help his fatigue. I also recommended that we test him for heavy metals. Because these can contribute to many of his symptoms. And when his heavy metal test came back, he had very high uranium. But none of that still really addresses his primary symptoms. What's missing? Is it something in his brain, his sinuses, his gut? Is it all in his head? That's what his other doctor told him. The sinuses moisturize and warm the air you breathe. Trap particulates like flypaper, which you swallow automatically so they end up in your gut. But vapors, paint fumes, glue, and directly enter your bloodstream. So I ordered another MRI on him with contrast this time. And his brain still had no evidence of swelling, no loss of circulation, tumors, or other disease. But his sinuses showed, very interestingly, mucosal thickening. In the floor of each maxillary sinus. Mucosal thickening anywhere in the sinuses with no evidence of infection is very likely the result of a chronically inhaled irritant. So I know this is a little bit technical, but the point is we all have sinuses. We breathe in air. Sinuses warm the air, moisturize the air before it reaches our lungs. But it also modulates things that go directly into our brains. There's a very thin membrane and a part of the sinuses to the brain. And this man had a thickening of the mucosa in his sinuses that could only be caused by something he breathed in. So when I did his case history, he told me he, his family owned an orchard. And I said, well, are you exposed to whatever's happening in the orchards? Do you spray the fields for fertilizers or chemicals? And he said, no, I'm I'm the boss. I'm in my office all day. I occasionally go out and supervise other people, but no, I'm not exposed to any of that stuff. I said, but well, what about when you were younger? Did you ever spray the fields with pesticides, fertilizers? And he kind of Hemmed and hawed and eventually admitted and said, oh, yeah. All through my teens and 20s, I, I sprayed the orchards every season for about 10 years. And I said, okay, what else haven't you told me? <laughs> what about mold? Well, we moved into a new house two years ago and the old place really had a moldy garage We didn't really notice until we moved everything out and saw the mold climbing up the walls behind all the boxes. So mold toxins are stored in your body like chemical toxins. You're exposed to these things for a few months, a few weeks, occasionally a few years, and oftentimes they have no symptoms. But chronic exposure to chemical irritants can cause all kinds of problems. And in this man's case, definitely caused the mucosal thickening and sclerosis of the base membranes of his sinuses. So I said, okay, let's do some chemical toxins tests. I gave him a kit to do some urine testing for toxins. And his glyphosate, glyphosate is also known as Roundup, one of the most common pesticides used on Uh, Crops around the country, right here in Ventura County, also known as Roundup. It's highly toxic. The manufacturer wants you to think that it's not toxic, but it had hugely toxic effects on this man. And it was off the charts. The upper limit of normal for this test is 2.5. His glyphosate level was 8.5. Four times the upper limit of normal. He also had uh, some mold toxins that were off the charts because of that garage he lived in that was subterranean. He saw the mold in it. They didn't live there for, a lot, for that long, but the effects, when you're exposed to a chemical toxin, your body does its best. It does the best it can to excrete those things, but what it can't excrete gets built up and shoved into fat cells where it remains for the rest of your life. So this man also had mold toxin. So I recommended he was already eating a pretty good diet and he was already taking some pretty good nutrients. I recommended that he add a few things to reduce inflammation and I recommended he take some some things to flush out those toxins, some modified citrus pectin, some vitamin C, some activated Charcoal, zeolite clay, fulvic and humic acid, some binding agents basically to flush out those toxins, and a special product to flush out mold toxins. He was also having really difficulty sleeping. I recommended some products for that and the basic nutrients that I recommend for everyone. And I also told him that he needs to drink plenty of good water. And so here's the good news. Three months later, his dizziness and disequilibrium were almost gone. Occasional, minimal. His brain fog was gone. His fatigue was 50% better. His runny nose and cough were almost gone. His soft stools were down from almost every day to once a week. And he's sleeping much better every week. Six months later, he said to me, I feel like a normal human being again. People are always asking me, how does this happen? Where do I get these toxins? And every every situation is different. We're all exposed to toxins. But our exposure varies and our genetic ability to excrete them varies. But one of my main concerns is with children. Children, your kids are exposed to these things through fast food and even the the food they're given at schools so most chain restaurants this is uh, an article from uh, globalresearch.ca you can look this up globalresearch.ca 6 of the 10 fast food samples from Taco Bell Dunkin Donuts Wendy's Domino's Burger King and McDonald's contained a veterinary antibiotic called mono Which is not good. And 43 school lunches tested, 95% had detectable levels of glyphosate, which is carcinogenic and an endocrine-disrupting weed killer linked to liver inflammation, metabolic disorder, cardiovascular disease, and cancer. I've described how glyphosate had a huge and profound effect on this previous patient I described. So also 100% of school lunches tested for heavy metals at up to 6,000 times higher than the maximum levels allowed in drinking water, especially cadmium and lead. 100% of school lunches tested contained heavy metals at levels up to 6,000 times higher then the maximum levels allowed in drinking water, cadmium, and lead were found at the highest levels. And if that's not bad enough, of the 21 fast food meals tested for essential minerals, none met the recommended daily requirements of calcium, potassium, manganese, copper, zinc, iron, and none of the 10 fast food meals tested for B vitamins contained detectable levels. Detectable levels of B9 folate or B12. B3 niacin levels were also exceptionally low. So it's not a secret how these deficiencies appear. The food most of Americans are eating is to- are totally deficient in nutrients. People need to eat fresh vegetables and good fat and good protein and exercise and get tested for what's missing. And then everything else will work better. I'm Dr. Todd Binkley. And I I know a lot of you are out there wondering, well, insurance, you know, I'm sorry. And there's no such thing as health insurance. Medical insurance covers medical care when you're in a crisis there is no such thing as health insurance. So I'm sorry, no health insurance covers any of the things that I'm describing. It's all out of pocket. It costs a few hundred dollars to come see me and identify the problems that I've been talking about over and over and over again on this show. But think about that. What what does it cost you in lost time from work and the hassles and anxiety and irritation of waiting for some clerk in some insurance company to tell you what or what you cannot get covered from your insurance. It's maddening. And I get it. It's really frustrating. I would love to be able to treat people for free. If someone wants to buy me a lottery ticket and give me a million dollars, or if for some, in some way, I could just I would love to be able to treat people for free, is my, is my point. I, I, I've, I'm frustrated by the fact that insurance doesn't cover, I'm as frustrated as you by the fact that medical insurance doesn't cover health care, but medical insurance doesn't cover health care. I'm Dr. Todd Binkley, and health care is available for much less than you might think it costs. I look forward to the privilege of speaking with you next Friday at 4 p.m. right here on KDR 98.3. You've been listening to Safe, Effective Natural Solutions with Dr. Todd Binkley. If you have a health question you want discussed on the show, email your health questions to Dr. Binkley at binkleyhealingcenter.com. Take advantage of this opportunity to ask questions for yourself and for your loved ones. Because our health matters. Join him next Friday at 4 p.m. for safe, effective natural solutions. Right here on 98.3 The Word, KDAR.